If you achieve and succeed every day, you build a success mindset and now you can do anything. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Last week, we aired our interview with Chris Nikic and his dad, Nick Nikic. You heard parts of their story, Chris becoming the first ever Iron Man with Down Syndrome. Join us this week to hear Chris and his dad deliver that full message to Team Ziggler in the Ziggler locker room as part of the Ziggler Speaker Series. We go now to the Ziggler locker room as Mike Van Ryan introduces Chris and his dad. Good afternoon, Team Ziggler. We are super pumped to be here today. I'll tell you what, today is a long time coming, and I've been very, very excited for our next guest speaker. He's like no one else that we've ever had before. Let me tell you, first off, I want to welcome his dad, Nick. Nick, thanks for coming in. Super excited to hear from you and learn from everything that you guys have experienced and done. Congrats on your success. Somebody's going to book the fights. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to Let me tell you a little about Chris. You probably had a chance to watch a few of his videos. In a minute, we're going to watch a recap of the things that he's done and his life story. But Chris set the world record as the first person with Down syndrome to complete 140.6 mile Ironman triathlon. Amazing. He's a two-time ESPY award winner. It's a pretty big deal. One of them was a Jimmy B award for perseverance. How cool is that? He's in the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. He's an American triathlete, an author, published two books, and a motivational speaker. Help me give a big round of applause for Chris Nickage. Chris has got a pretty cool video he wants to share with you. Yep. So we're gonna check this video out right now. Three. Let's check it out first, and then Dad's gonna come up. Right? Three, two, one, Chris. It's 2020. Down. And Chris Nickich is training for one of the most grueling endurance races in the world. Keep this pace up, right like this. An Ironman triathlon. 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and a full 26.2 mile marathon. This is your day. It's gonna be a personal best today, okay? Oh, personal best, huh? Personal best today. All right, here we go. It's game time, let's go. What if Chris could do something that's never been done? What an impact that would have on his life and others like him around the world. What if we just do an Ironman? He says, okay, what's that? I said, well, it's just a little longer than a sprint. And he said, okay, let's do it, Dad. One more time. Down, up. The idea is met with doubters and skeptics. When Chris's coach, Dan Greeb, seeks some help from a fellow coach to create a training plan for Chris. He refuses to help. Coach says, no, I'm not designing a plan. I said, why not? He said, he just, he can't handle the ocean swim. It's too dangerous. And, and then he's gonna fail. And then I said, um, do me a favor. Let me just answer this question for me. I said, if Chris was a 20 year old without Down syndrome, you design a plan for him. He says, I would. I said, okay, I need you to give my kid the same chance you would give anybody else. All the way, all the way, keep coming, keep coming, all the way. I'm ever. so proud of you, baby. That was the best ever. <laughs> How do you feel, baby? I need you. You need me? 
Okay. When you have a child with Down syndrome, you don't fit in. They don't get invited to parties. They don't get invited to anything. Everything you do is a challenge. It's a fight. Um, other fathers don't get to experience that. You have to battle everything in order to to just get them to be included. That's his whole year plan. Every day he stands up there and writes down what he achieved for the day. The goal is uh, Iron Man in November 7. We have to get 1% better every day. The 1% better concept is a way to track progress a little bit at a time, not to overwhelm anybody, not to make it too big a deal. He's not making huge gains, but he's building small levels of foundation that over time become so strong that they overwhelm and that when he completes his Ironman, he can complete anything. His dreams become possible. For every competitor, an Ironman begins the same way, an early rise and a final chance to reflect on the challenge ahead. You are Iron Man ready. Nobody gets in the way of Chris Nekic's dreams. The time limit is 17 hours, and we had one goal, which is to finish on time. Chris works his way through the rough surf off Florida's Gulf Coast, getting out of the water on pace to break the 17-hour mark. But on the bike comes trouble. First, he steps on a hill of fire ants during a nutrition stop. Then, he loses control of his bike and crashes on a downhill stretch. I'm thinking, oh my God, this cannot be the end of this race. This is not how this story ends. Chris gets back on his bike, but with more than 30 minutes of delays. He's now behind the pace to finish within the 17-hour deadline. Now it's just a run, As he enters the 26.2-mile run. This is going to be the best run of your life. At the end of this run are your dreams. He was keeping a pretty good pace up until about mile 10. At mile 10, he had slowed down to almost a crawl. Chris, got it, man. As darkness falls, Chris is struggling. His race partners call in his dad, Nick. Come on, let's keep walking. How's my boy? I know it hurts. It's your at first, I wanted to stop. Instead, I kept pushing through. I knew that uh, my dream was coming. The pain doesn't go away. It's dangerous. Okay, it's okay. That was a fake pain. It's real. But with every step, she's getting that much closer to the finish line. As we finished, I said, Chris, this is your moment. Go have it. And we heard those famous words. When I saw him coming towards the finish line, I started first thinking about other parents and their little kids with Down syndrome can now look at Chris and say, our child 
can accomplish something. <laughs> so many moms contact me saying that he's been such an inspiration that their kids, you know, look at Chris as a role model. You could call it the power of perseverance. How realizing your own dream can show the entire world what's possible. As a parent of a child with Down syndrome, Chris finishing that race, it just gave me so much hope. You know, he's someone that Rocco can look up to. Rocco knows when someone has Down syndrome. He knows like Chris is like me. So when I take care of babies in the nursery, uh, parents obviously want to know if, what's my child's life going to be like. And having been there with Chris and having seen what he did reminds me that when I have those conversations with families with Down syndrome, that I have to remind myself to tell them that you may be surprised at what might be possible. On March 4th, 1991, I stepped on a landmine in Basra, Iraq. I was airlifted to uh, several different field hospitals uh, where they performed surgeries to save my life. Chris and I are a lot alike in that we both face adversity, physical challenges, limitations, and we just keep putting one foot in front of the other. He has got grit determination, he is driven. So Chris Nickich, big hero of mine. Okay, now you got it, go! Without Chris and following his journey, Rocco would not be on a bike right now. He says, me, I can, I can do that. Chris has definitely inspired myself, my son Rocco, and I know all the people within the community are inspired by him. Chris is a world changer. So six years ago, <laughs> my wife, I've got it, buddy. You, you, you're, you're, you're coming I'm up there, buddy. You're gonna say bye me? Yeah. Why, you're gonna keep me under the check? Control me? No comments. <laughs> But you don't have comments. No comments. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> so six years ago, um, my wife got sick, so I needed to come home and take care of her and him. And um, I started to notice some things that I hadn't really noticed because I was too busy in my business uh, to notice. But one of the things I noticed was um, Chris was sort of the end of his high school career, spending a lot of time alone on the couch playing video games gaining weight, getting out of shape, and a thought hit me. At the age of 18, I was thinking about, I was actually on my way to college, you know, thinking about the beginning of the rest of my life, college, career, family, and then I looked at Chris, and what I realized was that he didn't have any of that. That for him, high school was it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even tell the story, right? It chokes me up every time I think about it, but there you are, you look at your child and you think, that's it, that's the end. And I thought, this can't be the end. This is not how it, this story is supposed to end, right? There's, there's got to be more. And so I had this crazy idea that we were going to do something together. I said, buddy, let's, let's just go out and start exercising together. Let's just start something. And this, at that time, the Special Olympics Florida started a triathlon program to see if Special Olympics athletes had the ability to do a triathlon, uh, one of these short 15-mile versions. And that's how this whole story started, 
with this vision that that was the end and that wasn't going to happen and we were going to try something new. And then we started on this journey of experimentation to figure out what would happen. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about the system that I designed for Chris. It's a system that I've been designing for 20 years in the corporate world. I own a sales consulting practice. I help companies design sales systems, processes, and software, and I do training and coaching, and I do this stuff all day long for adults. And I thought, why can't we take something like that, modify it for Chris, and let's see what he can do with a 1% better system. So I'm gonna share a little bit of that with you, um, a little bit about how I modified it for him, with the idea being that you get to see a vision of something that we all take for granted that we do every day and we have, you know, as part of our practice, but our kids with special needs and intellectual disabilities don't have this. Yet with simple modification, we were able to take a business concept, apply it to him, and within three years, he did something that the entire world thought was impossible. And, and so I'll share that, and then he'll share his story about how he accomplished it, and hopefully you'll see something here for you, but also those around you. This concept of grit, according to Angela Duckworth, the premier authority on grit, her research says that grit is the single greatest predictor of success in just about every field in life. Grit is that thing that enables you to sustain an effort towards a long-term goal, and you just stick with it until it gets done. It's what successful people have in every field of life. She was asked, well, then how do you teach grit? How do you build it? And she honestly said, we don't really know. We think, though, there's research that's showing that grit comes from something called a growth mindset. Well, it's something we call 1% better. Our whole system is designed to build mental toughness. 1% better is really meant to teach someone grit, mental toughness, sustainability. So you don't quit when things get hard, because that's when you win. You win when everybody else quits. As long as you don't quit, you're always successful, and you just keep moving one foot in front of the other. And that's really this whole journey that Chris is going to share with you and I'm going to share is about building a mental toughness that says you don't quit. Something that works in every field. Now, how does this all work together, grit and 1% um, success habit? So grit is associated with mental toughness, but the barrier to building mental toughness is pain, and the vehicle to building mental toughness is achievement. So it's a combination of pain and achievement. Now, the brain is naturally hardwired to avoid pain. You will avoid pain at all costs. It's why we don't like to go to the dentist. Even though we know it's good for us, that short-term pain that you experience when you go to the dentist is enough to keep making excuses why you can't make an appointment. For most of us, right? I mean, let's be honest. How many of us just don't go every six months when we should? Just one of us? The rest of us are just... <laughs> we like pain? <laughs> now, on the other hand, achievement is something that the brain really likes. Whenever you achieve something, the brain release, releases chemicals, endorphins, that make you feel good. And if you do it consistently enough, it helps you develop habits. And habits develop who we are in terms of whatever we do in life. People always say, if you want to achieve something great, Pick the habits that need to be executed on a regular basis that will help you achieve that great goal, whatever that is. And so the idea is to find a way to sustain a level of achievement on a regular basis until whatever it is that you're doing is automatic. It's a habit. And that's all we were trying to do with Chris, is to develop this set of habits. 
So we developed this system that says the best way to build grit is to build um, success and build a success habit gradually, a little bit at a time. Why? Because you're balancing between pain and achievement. It's enough, it's enough success to stimulate the achievement endorphins, but not so much that you push yourself too hard to trigger the pain receptors that focus, that, that will make you want to quit. So a simple example is if you've been out of shape for a while and you want to go to the gym, the worst thing you can do is go to the gym and work out more than a couple of minutes. Because if you work out too much, the next day you're going to feel what? Pain. You don't feel it when you do it. You feel it the next pain, the next day. That pain does what? Keeps you home the next day. And then the, the second day, what do you feel? Even more pain. <laughs> Somehow the pain got worse the second day, so you don't go to the gym. You still feel the pain the third day, right? Now, what's the habit now? Was it the one day of exercise? Or the three days of staying home? And then that becomes permanent. <laughs> That's the balance that we have to figure out how to play. But the problem with that is we're not patient enough. The whole world is trying to convince us that success is 30 days out. That a six, you're 60, 60 days from a six-pack. Took us 10 years to develop this beautiful body, right? But we're 60 days from a six-pack. It ain't going to happen. But it's that immediate gratification that actually becomes the problem to sustainable success. But if you build a habit of getting 1% better every day, and you're patient and you allow six months to go by of getting better every day in 12 months, then it becomes a lifestyle, it becomes permanent, it becomes who you are. And that's really what we're gonna share with you, kind of how we built this for Chris. Now, so the best way to build grid is through this combination, gradually, a little bit of achievement, very little pain, but here's the problem, and here's the warning. If you try to move too fast for whatever you're trying to do, you are going to trigger the pain receptors that are gonna make you quit. Very, very few people have enough tenacity to fight through that. The vast majority of us, once the pain gets a little bit too much, are gonna quit. But you need to make enough progress to feel the achievement in order to build a habit, and that's the balance you have to play. Now, that's what we went through. So with Chris, we said, okay, let's build a success habit. The 1% is something I've been doing, I said, for 20 years in the business world. When someone hires me, they say, hey, we wanna change our culture because blah, 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 right? I said, great, you know it's gonna take six to 12 months, right? I'm like, oh crap, we were hoping it would take 30 days. No, it doesn't take 30 days. You wanna build a culture, it's the same successful, continuous improvement, it's gonna take six to 12 months. I'm like, okay. And so we start with some actions, we make them consistent, it becomes a habit, it then becomes who you are. That timeline is six to 12 months, at least. It just takes time. And everybody who tells you you're going to change your habits and behaviors and success in 30 days, it's just we know what, what that leads to. And so we started with Chris, and I had to change my perspective. Here's the perspective. By the age of 18, we had been convinced by the doctors, the educators, the family, the friends, the community, the Down syndrome society, everybody in the world convinced us Chris could not learn or succeed in the traditional, typical environment. That's what we were led to believe. So I asked a different question. Part of being in a consulting business where you solve problems all day long, the first thing you do is you just take the counter approach. You're like, what if everything we're looking at is wrong? What if we look at it from a whole other perspective? So I asked a different question. The question I asked is, what if he could learn and succeed, but the problem is we don't know how to teach him the way he learns and succeeds. 
What if he's not the problem? What if I'm the problem? He is the problem. It's a problem. Alright, so I accepted responsibility that I was the problem. So then I went to solve the problem. See, this whole time I've been trying to solve the problem. It wasn't the problem. So I said, I'm the problem. Now I started working on me. Now this was easy. So I said, okay, I'm the problem. Let's see what kind of solution we come up with if we switch the focus. So then I said, all right, how does he learn? How fast does he learn? What's his superpower? And the answers were really simple. And guess what? So is the darn solution. But it didn't look like what everybody was applying on him for 18 years. It was simple. And as you can see from the result, it worked. But it was different. And nobody was ready for different. And that's the world we kind of came in. And then I said, well, it worked for him, but it's going to work for others like him. So we started working with some other athletes from Special Olympics in the last year. And I started asking the same question. So we started working with athletes with autism, with Down syndrome, with nonverbal, with verbal, with high IQ, low IQ, with medium, right? We started working with all kinds of athletes and said, will this only work for Chris or will it work for others? Do I have to modify the plan for everybody? And then I realized, based on the answers to my questions, that it's gonna work for all of them. Because they had some very common characteristics that work for all of them. So I'm going to give you a simple example. If you know people in these two different areas, Down syndrome and autism, those questions we started asking, we started to, to figure things out and say, well, how do they learn? One's a little slower, one's a little faster. What about their balance? One's a little low, poor and one's a little better. What about their reaction time? One's a little faster, one's a little bit slower. What about their tolerance for pain? One is really low, one is really high, and this is where the real modification happened. So consider this for a second. You all know how hard it is to do an Ironman, right? How many in this room have done an Ironman? Raise your hand, raise your hand really high, let me see. Chris, I don't think anybody else. Ironman in the house. <laughs> You don't do an Ironman? Because it's hard. <laughs> it is one of the hardest. Ladies, you do Ironman. Stop it with the ladies. Stop, yeah. stop flirting. <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell your girlfriend. Yeah? What? I'm going to hand to her. Okay. You? She's all demons. Okay. <laughs> so, it's really painful doing Ironman. Now, think of it this way. Uh, I came up with this concept called a fake pain threshold, which is how much fake pain can you take? That's what gets people to do an Ironman and other really hard things. They have the ability to take high uh, threshold pain. Here, here's what, what I mean by fake pain. Real pain is you twist your ankle, right? And it swells up. And how long does that hurt? Two days, a week? That's real pain because it hurts every day, every time you put some pressure on it. Fake pain is you go out and run 100 yards, you haven't run before, and what happens? 
your heart rate spikes, your lungs burn a little bit, your legs burn a little bit, and then all those send signals to the brain that it hurts. That's fake pain. The reason it's fake pain is as soon as you stop, the pain goes away. It's not like the ankle. Ankle's real pain. Your heart rate spiking is fake pain. So I started to realize some things. On the spectrum, let's say at one to 10, where would you say your pain tolerance is? One to 10. 10 is like, you don't give a rip. Zero is you're not gonna try anything. Oh, nine. You're on a nine. What about you? Seven. Seven. Most people are gonna be somewhere between a three and a seven, eight, somewhere in that range, right? A small group of people are eight, nine, 10. And they'll do extreme things that most of us will not do. And then there's a, a, a small group of people that are below three that just don't want to do anything. Do you know where people with Down syndrome are? So you think it's hard for you to do an Iron Man? Try doing it when your pain tolerance is zero. Now you understand why he's the only one in the world still. No one's even close. Trying to do something like an Iron Man with a pain tolerance of zero is impossible or almost impossible. But that's what, so what do we do? That's mental toughness. Remember we talking about grit? I started teaching him how to move his pain tolerance from zero to one. One percent of the time. Then from one to two, then two to three, then three to four. Then, do you know where he is around now? He's somewhere around a four or five. Our goals move to a six and a seven and an eight. Could you imagine what he's going to be doing, be doing when he gets his pain, fake pain tolerance to an eight or a nine? Imagine what he's going to accomplish then. Because <laughs> he did Iron Man on a two. That's what we're dealing with. That's mental toughness. Now imagine how you are in life when your tolerance for pain is at an eight or a nine. Imagine all the things you could do. That's what we're talking about. That's what we help them build. Now, where do you think the kids with autism are? 10. Down syndrome, zero. Autism, 10. Plus or minus. So, we're training kids with autism now how to do an Ironman, and we're doing it in less than a year. They're like, just like that, three months, six months, knock it out. These young men and women have enormous potential. Nobody's giving them the opportunity. They don't realize what they're capable of. Everybody's telling them what they can't do. I got a bunch of kids who came to me, and everybody's been telling them their whole life they can't do it, and three to six months later, they're doing Ironmans. And they're changing completely. Mental attitude, physical, social, their job skills, their physical, everything's changing. But nobody thought about them that way. They thought a lot of the things that they have are weaknesses. I looked at those things and said, those are strengths. Those are superpowers. That if we harness them correctly, we can teach kids to do amazing things. That's the journey we're on, is to figure out how to help our kids with Down syndrome build their tolerance for pain so they can do more, and our kids with autism, how to use it to maximize their success, and everybody in between to figure out how to help them all do that. That's really the journey we're on. Hopefully you'll, you'll see this and, and, and maybe help someone around you do the same thing. Good talking about that. All right, you now can sit down. You like this boring presentation? Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> now here's, the, here's the, the superpower. They all love repetition. So if you design a program for repetition, they'll kill it. But see, they also make amazing employee, employees in jobs that require repetition. So a lot of what we're doing is helping them develop skills and competencies that can be leading them to full-time employment in the kinds of jobs that we don't like to do. That they'll do happily and gladly and successfully, but we have to prepare them for it. Physically, socially, cognitively, 
right? Communication skills. And those are all the things that we're trying to do with our kids is help them develop those skills so they can be fully included and fully employed in the community. Now, all we're really doing is building a 1% better habit. What is it? It's a success habit. Means when you achieve something, you're successful. If you achieve and succeed every day, you build a success mindset and now you can do anything. Now, all these kids like a structured plan, they like routine and repetition, and they love being part of the group, <coughs> and now they're killing it. And what we're doing using Iron Man as a vehicle is we're teaching them how to build health and energy, teaching them physical skills, social skills, cognitive memory, decision-making, confidence, all for the purpose of independence, employment, and inclusion. We're just trying to build a system to give our kids with intellectual disabilities the same opportunities we have, and it's working. Slowly, not fast enough. I was telling somebody earlier, one of the things we're gonna do next year in Orlando is there's a community being built for 260 homes with people with intellectual disabilities so they can have their own town. And we're gonna build an academy right in the middle of it. And we're gonna start off with about 100 students from all over the country. And we're gonna implement this one some better system. We're gonna teach them how to be fully employed, fully included in the community by designing an academy that is designed to leverage their strengths and their unique abilities. And then we're hoping that we can scale that all over the country and um, you know, maybe do something like what you guys are doing, 41 locations. I'd love to see 41 academies all over the country. How cool would that be? That's awesome. That would change the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. So how does this work? Three components. The goal is for all of us, right? Imagine if you built a 1% better habit, meaning every day you woke up, you did something that made you 1% better. That's how you build that habit by executing. Chris executes. That's Chris's strength in all this is his ability to execute. And then you need coaching, right? Because people can't do it on their own. And so coaching becomes the vehicle by which we keep people on track. And that's all we did. So in my business model, this is I, I took this right out of my, my business. What we do is we help companies build a habit. It takes, uh, according to the College of London, it takes 18, anywhere from 18 to um, 251 days to build a habit depending on the complexity. I believe building a mental habit takes closer to a year. So let's say nine months to a year. And you go through a period of frustration, success, and it becomes a habit. The pattern that works is this simple. You set a long-term goal a year out. You need long-term goals because it takes that long to build a habit. And if you set short-term goals, you might hit the goals, but you never build the real um, success, which is the habit. We want to build a habit. And then you set metrics. I came up with this concept called leading, leading, and lagging metrics. Everybody talks about leading and lagging metrics. That's not enough to really measure progress on a daily, weekly basis and to see cause and effect. So I came up with this new term called leaning metric, which is the, con the, the connector between a behavior and a result. So a leading metric is a behavior. I go out for a five-mile run. A leaning metric is an outcome. How did I do on that five-mile run compared to the last time I ran five miles? It's not enough that I've run five miles again. If I don't measure some kind of achievement, I haven't made any progress. So either I'm gonna run 5.1 miles, which is an achievement, or if I ran last time and my heart rate was 135 or my speed was 8.3 you know, miles per hour, next time I wanna be at 8.229. Any achievement is what stimulates endorphins, which creates habits. So the idea is if you're always making progress, that means you're always building a, the achievement habit but you have to see it on a scoreboard. And then you have to coach it every week to have that discussion. What you do, what you achieve, what did you learn, what are we doing next week? And that's really the pattern we built for Chris. This was the system we followed for him in order to do an Ironman. 
So in his case, he set the goals of an Ironman. He had this big dream, big goal, and a plan to get better. And then he started with a push-up, sit-up, and a squat. And then he started with a lap in the pool, a 100-yard run, and a little bike ride in the neighborhood. And then he did an Ironman three years later. That's how it started. We're, we're in a gym this morning working out, and Chris is up there, and he's on the treadmill. He gets a, a real nice six-mile run. And this Five. Five? Five. Five. <laughs> he was supposed to do six, and the thing stopped, right? Four. I ran five, and then a cool down. And then a cool down was the, the rest of it, right? Yeah. And this other big strapping guy working hard watching Chris like, wow, that's pretty good. And he doesn't say anything, but then Chris goes over and starts doing pull-ups, and he's doing sets of nine. And as I was watching, I'm like, <laughs> like I coach Special Olympics. What is like this? This is not resonating. <laughs> this kid's running five miles at this incredible speed, and then he's doing pull-ups, and then and then crunches, and is like, who are you? And the other guy says, <laughs> and he says, he says, are you him? Like him who? It's like the guy who did the Ironman. He says, yeah. And he says, he did an Ironman. Like now they're all talking, right? <laughs> the eyes are not. Their eyes and what they see is not relating to what they understand. That's what. That's why people still don't believe it, because it's all inside. It's inter It's internal. It's this mindset that helped them do that. But this is how it's done, one at a time. Chris started with one push-up. He got to a max of 430, wow. and we had to pull him back because he was just getting too bulky and he couldn't run and whatever. Yeah. He was, just, <laughs> he was doing 120 pull-ups. Right. He's running 26 miles. And it's like. But once you're mentally tough like that, it's amazing what the body will do. And so that's what we decided to do with Chris, take a year to do that. This is an example of what his plan looks like. He writes it on his board in his room, but I keep it on a spreadsheet, and then we show that we literally track on a daily basis, and you can see exactly what progress he's making. Does that sound familiar? When you have metrics that you can look at on a daily, weekly basis, and you can see progress, it encourages you. When you don't see progress, you have a way to adjust and make the proper changes. So this is the journey Chris has been on. He's going to tell you a little bit about his story and about how he did it. But this is, the, this is how simple the system is. You set up something really simple. You start by doing one thing of something. You measure it. And then you just do one more. And then just one more. And just one more. And you stick with it for how long? To build a habit? About a year. Just a year. You stick with it for a year. Now it becomes who you are for the rest of your life. And so we're going to let you, Chris, share his story about, you know, kind of how this works. But it started out with something really simple, a dream, because without a dream, we just, we don't have anything to work for, a goal. Chris has one goal every year, not two or three or four, just one every year. Two or three or four goals distract you. One goal keeps you laser focused. And then a plan. Every day, Chris knows what he's going to do. He writes his own training plans now. Every day, he just gets 1% better. It's that simple. We also built some rules. Make it fun. We know it has to be fun. And Chris and I are always negotiating. Right? He, always, he always wants something for something. He knows. He's learned the system. I do this, I get that. And he gets it because he earns it. No real pain. We are very careful to make sure that Chris has and never has any residual pain. Because we know it's the very thing that will derail him from continuing on. So if we have to choose between not doing something and doing something that has a risk of pain, we don't do it. We always, we're patient. We let the progress come slowly. We're not in it for results. We're in it for lifestyle. 
We're in it for the long term. We're in it for him enjoying the rest of his life by doing this. And then this concept of just one more. Whatever we do, we set a goal to do one more. Why? Because you can't hurt yourself if you just do one more than you did last time. But you need to do one more in order to release the endorphins that create the habits. And so it's a balance. And so we always find a way to do one more. Whether, right, like right now, we're working on his fake pain threshold. We're, we want to keep increasing it. And we're working on ways of doing it. So instead of running 10 or 12 miles, we're only going to run six miles. But every time he runs, he's going to push himself a little bit harder. And so it's his choice. Every, before each worker, I said, buddy, do you want to run seven miles at this speed or six miles at this speed? This speed's going to hurt a little bit more, but you're gonna, your threshold's going to increase. He said, I'll take the six miles at this speed. And it's a way to keep improving that. Now, here's some interesting things that happen along the way. We learned some unexpected benefits came out of this thing. So I started reading books like Spark that talk about the science of exercise and the brain. And what we noticed was Chris was learning more rapidly, remembering better. His entire, his entire being was changing. His cognitive ability, his memory, his decision-making, his interactions, his social, everything was changing. Chris is not the same person he was six years ago. Each year he changes, and people look at him, people who knew him, like, I can't believe that's the same person. The problem when you meet him is you're not seeing who he was six years ago. You're seeing someone who's moved quite a bit along, and so you might have a perception, but this is not, six years ago, he was, he wasn't, he was average amongst kids with Down syndrome, period. And, and you know what that means. But when that practice started happening, he was accelerating every day towards his potential. What we realized was uh, exercise is like a miracle grow for the brain. You're not born with X cells and that's it. You can actually grow cells. Every time you exercise, you, you, you develop hundreds of thousands of new brain cells. And if you learn something immediately after you exercise, you keep them and you can grow your brain potential. Once I realized that, I thought, we're on a different journey now. Exercise is just a vehicle to build his brain. We're on this journey to teach him how to become self-sufficient, how to build that brain power so he can do the kinds of things that make him self-sufficient in life. Now, by the way, this works for all of us. Whenever you have something hard you want to do, go exercise for 30 minutes, and your brain will be 30% more productive after that. And when we realized we could grow his brain cells and we could grow his potential, then we really got on this journey and we started getting excited about this thing. So, let me introduce you our amazing Don't young man. Do. You don't want me to say anything? Girl. All right. Have fun. Get out of here. Yeah. So, um, please think about what my dad said. This piece is boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's serious. Uh, my story is very more than that. It's funny, cute, and adorable. <laughs> so talking about background. Hi, I'm Chris Nickers, and my topic is referencing better the road to your full potential. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I was an average kid that syndrome with my obstacles. I changed my life by overcoming my obstacles to get represented every day. I hope my story will inspire you to overcome the obstacles, achieve your full potential, and promote inclusion for everyone. I value 
I would die to do the accent. And I speak like I am a deep self. I'm an Iron Man, a superhero, a speaker, author, and a Danish actor. I'm in Boston, New York City, Tokyo, London, Berlin, and Chicago Marathon. I'm a special Olympics ambassador. And as you can see, babies. I am adorable, <laughs> single, <laughs> and a favorite. Uh, <laughs> you my girlfriend. Love to be after. <laughs> We all day. <laughs> <laughs> but success is built on habits. I get drunk and sick every day. This is a success habit, the kind that makes you smarter, faster, and better every day. My story inside training for Nine Man is helping me achieve my full potential of being the best I can be. Again, my picture man each day. I have a two-step plan to achieve our goals. Your picture better, work hard. The problem is, I know food, <laughs> your in my cops, <laughs> in my car gearship, in Kevin's ship. Everything is harder for me. It took me six months to learn to ride bike. I had many articles. At five months, I had open heart surgery. At three years, I needed a rocker to walk. At 12, my neck was too weak for dizzy rides. An article. At 17, I had four major ear surgeries. My hardest articles were no expectations. If you expect for everything, if you are giving your PD, please do that. For reasons, everything is harder for me. Number one, no time. Means my muscles are weaker, so muscles are harder. Number two, poor balance. Makes it hard to abide. Takes me longer to know. And this one is so freaking funny. Snowy <laughs> action means I can't ride a bike fast. I crash. The horse is not. And you know what? I got distracted by a smoking hot walk. Start learning means it's hard for me to learn to understand. The point is, it's not that I can learn to cheat. It's a very different snore. We have no tolerance of no excuses. I create my article as an excuse. I'm not excuses. My coaches won't take them. Instead, I work hard to get a picture of Barry each day. My choices, success or excuses, I choose success. My decision, 
after Holy service, I gained 40 pounds. You know what I said? I saw God in the alignment. The problem was, I got covered jokes for all of you. The first one is, I don't golf, I have to ask about And the second one, second joke, is by that swimming, back in the water. But greatest two jokes ever. <laughs> the first one is, I did the bed, I was going for a pregnant eye man. <laughs> and two, in my funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. <laughs> it's cute. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share a story. My old man, you make it out to the sun easy. The game does not in your pain. The one person that have it helps me do all that. In March of 2019, I did a 14 month children in 148 minutes. By August, I finished in 100 minutes. I got one person that you said. Example, how I've been one person that have it. I need strong core, so day one, I did one push-up, chip, and squat. I, I, I added one every two days. So I'm in Florida, I did 200. I got out to 400 doors, and that's bad. <laughs> I'm bad, simple, on day one. But possible, the one person that I have it, the goal, the one person that I to be successful. We are here to be successful at one. Success is being the best you can be. The average person is not potential, but uses a small amount. Our best potential, but at least moment, I can't be successful. I mean, we all can be successful at one. Each important. All right. And work hard. We also learn the relation of our potential growth. Imagine what you can achieve if you get one percent better each day and it's more of your potential. August 2019 state championship. Let me tell you something, all of you. I hate to lose. Imagine, I hate to lose, right? <laughs> I really want to win. But the problem was my competition. <laughs> Am I, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> they were all the faster and not that syndrome. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, we all don't care. In March, the gap between me and number one was still five minutes. But the week news. But August is only two five minutes. The day almost changed. Luckily, it's one thousand year over one swim. So everyone went home with excuses to God knows what. <laughs> but on the swim break, I continued to represent better. 
I'm not having my first year of Christ's second day. I saw the wall. I did not fight Chris Dickens. Uh-uh. <laughs> I went Chris one freaking champ. <laughs> <laughs> And my dad said, well, that did something extraordinary. You can't be the first person to have syndrome in the world to deny them. So I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, go on, I'm the ventral trunk. But I'm in commitment. I asked my dad, what do I need to do? He said three things. Three things, y'all. <laughs> Come up with something you say, work hard, and you better eat more rice. <laughs> more rice. Work your pot out. It's true. Yes, I knew I could do it. Then I asked, what should I do? He said, you run your dreams, baby. So I'm his baby. <laughs> until, until he retires, we're gonna take over Sora Company. They take other name. So I went down my dream, basically. Five out of six. I made for all money so I could buy my own house, buy my own car. And you think I'm sweet? Diving in care person? That's right here. <laughs> Man, it's fucking hot, Bob! Man, it's fucking hot, Bob, Bob! Come and see you! You wanna talk to me? You can! <laughs> My dad said, the on the couch playing the game, I never give my drink. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> but my dear nightmare become a successful car speaker. I have a chance to get my dream, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so four years ago, I was having King John Syndrome. I've been in Staten House. You know, I want to my treasure. And it's about that I want to be a one for the champ. He said, hey, yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. So I want my dream, my goal, and my plan to get represent that every day. So I went to work to hit my goal to my dream. And as Mike Tyson said, I might have some friends until you get punched in the face. <laughs> but if you have a problem with other ladies, you come to me. <laughs> and I hate to hear myself. <laughs> that comes with you first, yeah. all of you. <laughs> Everything was on track, on to Mars. Let's not call COVID. COVID's ridiculous, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. There's no way. Like, uh-uh. In case of everything, the Gibson trainer, I'm like, no. The next instrument, no. The back to his no. 
And I said, you wait. And he said, hell no. <laughs> yeah. I said, hell no. My dream was bigger than obstacles. I'm down away between your home and neighborhood. Even a bike crowd you know, stopped me. And still, I ate them in a freaking ER with freaking stitches. <laughs> People ask, why don't you quit? Because my dream is bigger than my pain. Yeah. May 9th, which I paid tests, Hawaii man, 300 miles. The problem was, it was canceled. I crashed my bike and couldn't take for two weeks. Two weeks! They said, that's right to do the better. So what did we do? That's looking like, there's no we, there's no W-E, there's me. As that's what, my arm on the same day, May 9th. Why? Because there's a common cranker. Optimistic in AIs in 25 minutes. Now, we had six months in training for the Ironman. People said, I should read, because every Ironman around the world has been canceled, and my dad said no. So he said no, this is hell no. <laughs> it is five to ten times harder than I think my doctor train and like no, I don't need to train no more. I don't need no warm-up. Cross up, we're gone. What did we say? Hell no. The vacation we do our art yet. Before and after the very seventh, everyone I met in the world was canceled. And I'm like, nope. But on the very seventh, I'm in falls on. And guess what happened? Three, two, one. That's freaking right. <laughs> Three years ago, the first person that said, Girl, to the Iron Man, they said, You're one record. I know, man. He's my old man over there. This is me, Jen. The first person that said, Girl, to go between Iron Man. World Championship in Hawaii. What? Stop it! to run our six major marathon. Uh -huh. I want this room down. Now, do you think he's worth it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sports, 
Our strength is prisoners from here. Oh, awesome. Clinical record. A dish after in my own shoe. And you know, that's my dad of a picture. But you know what? He's born. Amy, I'm so dark cute. so I can give my dream. The one percent I have it. My success is based on what I have it. I get one percent better every day. In case you think I'm done. Nope. No. 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 That's right. <laughs> I just got a song. Let me tell you something about you. I am. Let's announce a new ID category for athletes like me. Our major marathons are creating a new runner 3 2 one ID category for Nancy Motion athletes. All right. Wow. If you want to guide me, you can. If you want to guide me, you can. <laughs> So what's my board, ladies? <laughs> you want one of them to guide you for a yeah. man? Yeah. Yeah. Guide you. We got any volunteers? Mister, 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 that's four. You might be guiding us. That's five. That's six. That's good. Six that's six. My goal is to be inclusive by creating a runner to enjoy our category and already dance in our world. And I need all of you to join in my fight for inclusive with your hand. Christian Fox, is No, Princess and Child. Or sponsor an athlete from a and his website. You can go on. 
on your IG. <laughs> All right! Don't It's real one, you're done. Wait a minute, Tom. Don't give me one minute. You're done. And don't forget, uh, the reason why I came to your car is because um, someone put me on the wall and here's you. So I just want to say, if you want me to be part of your team or a producer, please. You want to sell cards now? Yeah, please catch your phone. You think you can sell cards? <laughs> and I'll be honored to be part of the team. You're part of Team Ziggler. Yes. Yeah. So that was absolutely incredible. Let's take about five minutes and we'll open it up to a few questions for Nate, place for Chris today. Who has the first question out of KZoo? What's your golf handicap? What's your golf handicap? Alan. He wants to know your golf handicap. Oh, got it behind. 95? <laughs> 95? That's pretty darn good. That's awesome. Uh, he's, he's, he's just getting started. So we, that's actually one of those areas where we're curious yeah. to see if we apply his routine and repetition, same way we did for Ironman. We'd be curious to see what he could do. That's really cool. Very, very interesting. Good question, Alan. Yes, Sam, you have a question. You've talked about the difference between real and pretend pain and how you're careful never to create the real pain. That's a pretty thin line, isn't it? Like, how do you how do you differentiate between that? I think keep going. If it if it goes away <laughs> if it goes away immediately after you do something, it's fake. Yeah. If it's sustainable, like a day later, or two days later, that's real pain. That's right. Anything that, like an injury is real pain. Yeah. Uh, effort is not. Effort is you know your body sends signals to the brain to get you to stop because it thinks it's dangerous when it really isn't, and so we teach him to do that seconds at a time. So if he can, for instance, run at 150 beats per minute, and we, we watch it, look at his watch, and we see where he's at, and then he starts to want to quit, and we say, okay, buddy, 10 seconds. And we get him to run for 10 seconds at that rate, and then takes a break, and what happens is that starts to build over time, where he can then do 12 seconds, then 15. Again, everything goes back to the patience, to be willing to make slow progress, because any progress is good progress. Absolutely. Great question. Thanks, Sam. Another one from Kalamazoo. All right. I think we answered them all. I think we did. Well, that was absolutely incredible. Chris, you're an inspiration for all of us. We've had a ton of guest speakers at Team Ziggler, but I don't know if we've ever had one that got a full standing ovation. So let's give them another round of applause. Thanks to Chris and his dad, Nick Nikich, for sharing their incredible story. Until next week, how are you driving vision today? Today.